Thanks for checking out the Lakeshore Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, we want you to know God loves you. We want for your hope in Jesus to be renewed and for your faith to come to life. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. to me. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. So I receive it as truth for my life today and open my heart to hear God speak a word and fill me with the Holy Spirit so that my life will be changed forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Great job. Great job. Listen to this. God is holy And wants his children to live holy in an unholy world. Now some of you might be like, "Ah, say that again. God is holy and he wants for his children to live holy in an unholy world. Let's look at the scripture, 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 15 and 16, and I'll explain. Uh, I'm going to read it in the Amplified Version, and then uh, I'm going to have us read it together. Let me read it first. But like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves in all your conduct. Be set apart from the world by your godly character and moral courage. Because it is written, you shall be holy, set apart, for I am holy. Let's read it all together. Ready? Read. But like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves in all your conduct. Be set apart from the world by your godly character and moral courage. Because it is written, you shall be holy, set apart, for I am holy. This is, I think, our seventh week in a series that we're calling Building A Strong Christian Life. And the subtitle is Developing a Passion for Spiritual Disciplines. And we've covered a lot of territory up to this point. We talked about being passionate about people's eternity and their relationship with God. We talked about being passionate about the Word of God, about prayer. We talked about being passionate about the Holy Spirit. We talked about being passionate about praise and worship and being generous and giving back to the Lord. We've covered a lot. And the reason why is because these are fundamental to building a strong Christian life. And so my encouragement as a pastor would be to you to go back, spend some time, invest some time, and look at these areas and ask the Lord, how am I doing in this area? Because if we just listen to it once and let it go in one ear and out the other, right, It really never takes hold of us on the inside. So today, if you're taking notes, the title of our message is A Passion for Holiness. And I have a subtitle, Living Holy in an Unholy World. Now remember, this is just an overview. We could do a five-week series on this topic alone. So I want to encourage you to go back to your study guide. And you can go through that a little bit more thoroughly at home. But let's look at verse 16 in 1 Peter. Verse 16, chapter 1, look what he says. He says, you, he's talking to the church, shall be holy, set apart, for I am 
holy. I don't know if you know this or not, but Peter the apostle was actually quoting God. He was quoting an Old Testament scripture from Leviticus chapter 19, verses 1 and 2. And God is speaking through his people and to his people, and he says this. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Say to all the congregation of the children of Israel, You shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. So when Peter says this over in the New Testament to the church, he's quoting God from the Old Testament to the Old Testament church when God used Moses to speak for him. So I just want to clarify something. The word holy. Some of us might have a picture of a guy in a white robe with like this frisbee around his head, maybe just with his palms up. I don't know. Or somebody sitting down and and meditating, or a monk with a long robe. I think there's all kinds of different pictures in our head that we could get when we think of holy. But let's look at what the Bible says. The Old Testament word for holy in Hebrew is kadosh. Q-A-D-O-S-H. Don't need to remember that. Let me just give you the definition. First and foremost, the word holy, kadosh, in the Old Testament means set apart. Set apart. When God says, I'm holy, he's saying, don't forget, there is no other besides me. There is no other like me. I transcend anything or anybody that is holy. I am holy. And then we can go on and say it also means to be dedicated to sacred purposes, clean, morally, or ceremonially pure. Ceremonially pure. When you put it into action, it means to set something apart or someone apart for holy purposes, for special divine purposes from God. It could mean separation from everything profane and defiling. Anything that would cause uncleanness. And at the same time, it's dedication to everything holy and pure. So there's two sides to one coin. Holy is pulling away from everything that would be unclean and profane and defiling and clinging to or dedicating myself to everything holy and pure. Everything that's holy and pure in God's heart and in God's eyes. And let me just clarify. Some of us might be thinking, God's saying I need to be holy because he's holy. There's no way I could ever be holy like him. And I agree. But listen to this. When God calls us to be holy, even as he is holy, he's asking us to make the ultimate choice of abandoning ourselves to that one purpose. To let God be God among us and through us, engulfed in his holiness and released from all other competing affections. Let God be God among us and through us. That's what Peter is telling the church to do. Let God's holiness live through you. And it's important you know this. Peter's talking to non-Jewish Christians. He's talking to Christians that were Gentiles, like us. And the reason it's important is because if, if Jewish people were his were his audience, they had some familiarity with God and with the Torah and the Old Testament scriptures. 
God was so holy to the Jewish people, they wouldn't even say his name. It was off limits. And Peter's talking to non-Jewish people, and he's saying, listen, I know you're being persecuted because of your commitment to God. And he's encouraging and reminding them that one day they're going to step into the fullness of their faith, which is ultimate salvation. And one day they're going to stand face to face with Jesus Christ. And so he's saying, listen, in light of that reality, live holy, live set apart, live different than the rest of the world. Live different than the culture that you're living in. How many of you believe that our culture today, in 2022, is probably most likely less holy than it was in the culture when Peter was communicating this to the church back then? Come on. This word holy in the New Testament is the word hagios, H-A-G-I-O-S. And it can be defined as, first and foremost, set apart, pure, sacred, or separated to God. Think about this. God is saying, would you set yourself apart for me? Set yourself apart to me. I know it's not easy, especially in our culture today. When I became a Christian 30 years ago, I wish I could that I automatically started living holy, but I can't. To be truthful, before I became a Christian, I smoked pot, I did a little bit of cocaine, I drank a lot of alcohol till I got drunk, I spent a lot of weekends in nightclubs dancing till it closed down, and I did a lot of other things that I'm ashamed to talk about. And did you know that after I got saved, and I became a Christian. Now don't laugh at me. I smoked pot. I did a little cocaine. I drank a lot of alcohol and got drunk. I did a lot of dancing in nightclubs till it closed down. And a lot of other things that I'm ashamed to talk about. And uh I want you to know that in the middle of all of that junk, what the Bible would call sin, did you know that in God's eyes, I was still holy? Some of you might be like, what? (laughs) This is the church where I want to (laughs) be. No, don't go too far. Listen to me. (laughs) Listen to me. Holiness never starts with what we do. It starts with the holy God who makes us holy. The first time we see the word holy is in Exodus. Moses sees a burning bush. And as he's approaching it, God speaks. And he says, "Uh, stop. Take your sandals off. The place where you're about to step is holy ground. See, when God, who is other than anything else, touches the common person like you and I and declares that in Christ they're holy, they're holy. 
They're set apart. He sets you and he sets me apart. In Hebrews 10, 14, we're not going to look at it, but let me just tell you, it says this, that we are being made holy. Being made holy. In other words, God's made us holy in Christ, and we're going to discover that. And at the same time, simultaneously, for the rest of our walk with God, we are continually, ongoingly being made holy. And he's at work. Come on, is he at work in anybody else besides me? So we're holy, but we're being made holy simultaneously. Now, I want us to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 through 11 in the extended Bible version. And I want us to watch what Paul is writing to the church in Corinth, reminding them about who they used to be and how they used to live. But I want you to pay special attention to what he says they are now, okay? And I, and I also want to preface this scripture reading with this thought. Corinth, the city of Corinth was known for a couple of things, widely known. One of them was idolatry. They worshiped other deities. The other one was sexual immorality. That's what they were known for. So he's writing to people who've come out of that lifestyle. And this is what he says. Surely, don't question. You know that the people who do wrong, unrighteous, wicked, unjust, will not inherit God's kingdom. Do not be fooled, deceived. Those who sin sexually, worship idols, take part in adultery, those who are male prostitutes or passive homosexual partners, or men who have sexual relations with other men or active homosexual partners, those who steal, are greedy, get drunk, lie about others, slander others, use abusive language, or rob, swindle. Here's a distinction. These people will not inherit God's kingdom. He's talking about people outside of a relationship with Christ. Listen to this. In the past, some of you were like that. I can relate. But you were washed clean. You were made holy, sanctified. And you were made right with God, justified, declared righteous in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in or by through the Spirit of our God. Powerful portion of Scripture. Like, I didn't even know that was in the Bible. No, it is. But what's really cool is he goes on and he encourages the church at Corinth to glorify God, to give God honor in their body and in their spirit. And then he tells them why. He says, don't forget, you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. In other words, God's spirit lives in you now. So honor him with the way that you live. It's the same for us today. This scripture, or portion of it, even though the world we live in today and our culture that we live in today would say, oh, that's not for today. Uh, I can live in the way I want to. God says different, friend. Now, don't, don't hear any condemnation. I'm not condemning anybody. God's not condemning anybody. 
we just want to look at what the scripture says and we want to talk about, okay, so what does it mean for me to live separate and set apart and to live different in our culture, to live holy, to live for God? How do I do that, Pastor Robert? That's what I want to share with you for the next couple minutes here. Three keys to living holy in an unholy world. It's very, very normal to live in this list that I just read from the scriptures. That's normal. That's normal for today and for our culture. But from God's perspective, when he looks at his people, he's saying, that's not normal for you. Because I'm a holy God and I live in you. And I'm asking you to live separate and live holy before me in an unholy world. Can somebody say amen? Key number one. Key number one. Now, let me preface it with this. Once you lock into the fact that God is holy, by the way, that might take some time. You need to really pray about that and meditate on that. Let it sink deeply. Once we lock in, God is holy. God is separate. God is pure. There's no other like him. Here's the first key for you and I. Ready? Number one. I must see myself holy. I must see myself as holy. Now, that doesn't mean you're living holy to the degree that we could or the degree that God wants us to. We're still doing things and thinking things and watching things and hearing things and involved with people in places and things that aren't holy. I get that completely, 100%. Nobody's perfect. But this is a truth from the Bible. Notice what it said in verse 11. Notice, in the past, some of you were like that, but... You were washed clean. You were made holy, sanctified. And you were made right with God, justified, declared righteous in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in or by through the Spirit of God. When you came into a relationship with Jesus, the Spirit of holiness takes up residence on the inside of us, and God forgives us, he cleanses us, he justifies us. In other words, justified, never sinned. He gives you a brand new born-again spirit. You're made righteous before him, not because of you, but because of Jesus, and he declares you holy, he declares you pure, he declares you right with him. That's good news. But you have to see yourself as such. You have to ask God, Help me to see myself holy. The sinner you used to be, dead. Pastor Robert, you don't understand. I, I sinned this morning on the way to service. I'm not talking about your actions. I'm talking about who you used to be, your spirit. The Bible says in Romans chapter 6, verse 6, that you and I were crucified with Christ. What? I wasn't even there. Not physically. You weren't there physically. But in the, in the, in the mystery of God, in the sovereignty of God, he knew you would choose Jesus. He put you in him and with him spiritually. And when he died, your old sinful self died with him. Can somebody say amen? And the Bible says that you're a new creation. You're born anew. As a matter of fact, that leads us to the second key I want to give you right now. Ready? So the first key is I must see myself as holy. Here's the second key. If you want to live holy, I must give my new self 
to God. So you're not giving your old sinful self to God. You've locked in. God's holy. He wants me to be holy. I'm a new creation. And now I'm going to give my new self to God. Notice 2 Corinthians 5.17. By the way, we cover a lot of scriptures at Lakeshore because we just believe the Bible will help to transform us. It's a key to living in victory. Amen. So uh, we're going to give you plenty of meat to chew on. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that is grafted in, joined to him by faith in him as Savior... He is a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition have passed away. Behold, look, see, pay attention. New things have come because spiritual awakening brings a new life. Can somebody say amen? You're a brand. When you accept Jesus Christ, your sinful self dies. You're a new creation. This word new is so powerful. A new creature, a new creation. Let me give you the definition. Not new in time, as in recent, but new as to form or quality of a different nature from what is contrasted with the old nature. God's giving you a new, holy, born-again nature. So now I have to give my new self to God. How does, that, how does that happen? What does that look like? For me, it looks like 4.30 in the morning with my cup of coffee. And I'm, and I'm seeking the Lord. And I'm asking him to help me. Help me to live for you today. I give myself to you today fresh and anew. And I'm very aware of the presence of God in my life. I'm not perfect. Ask my wife. No, don't ask my wife. I'm not perfect. But, 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 but I want to give my new self to God. Not that old self that I told you about. The new self. Listen to Romans 12.1. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living, listen, and holy sacrifice set apart. The kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. See, you're a new person. Now you offer your new self to God. And you live out a life that is holy. I, I, I'm still struggling with holy, Pastor Robert. How holy? Set apart, set apart, set apart. Picture this with me. How many coffee drinkers in the house? Anybody? I have a favorite cup. Does anybody have a favorite cup? Come on, we got a favorite cup. I got this cup. It's bright. Red, bright red, bright. Just picture a bright red cup. That's the go-to cup every morning. Every mo That's my favorite cup. Don't drink out of my cup. That's my cup, okay? Now, picture 10 cups. Nine of them are white. One is my cup. It's red. Can you picture that? Which one is holy? Say it. The red cup. Why? I've set it apart. It's set apart from every other cup in the cupboard. I love me. Some people from church get me cups, but that's my cup. When God looks at you, and he looks at everybody else, 
She's mine. He's set apart for me, for my purposes, so I can live through him and demonstrate my love and my power and my grace to the world. That's holy. When you catch that, the spirit of holiness, he's called the spirit of holiness in Romans chapter 1, verse 4. The Holy Spirit is called the spirit of holiness. I can't, I can't do it without him. Neither can you. Here's the good news, friend. God's not asking you to. He's not. He's saying, let me live through you. Here's the third key. This is, this is a game changer key. Okay, if you have a Bible, you have a Bible app, you want, you want to highlight these verses. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 and 17. Here's the third key. I must follow the Holy Spirit. He's a person. He has feelings, emotions. He thinks. He lives with you and in you. He's your helper. He's your friend. He's your guide. Look at Galatians 5, 16, 17. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. So, I'm learning how to gradually follow, keyword, the leading, the guidance, the convictions, the truth of the spirit of holiness that Jesus sent to help me. This is, this is, this is key. You know, I didn't mention this. We got till two hours in this. This is highly, highly beneficial to you. Living in holiness, that is. Did you know God says in the scripture, and he says right now to you, he says, if you'll come out from the rest of the world and how they live and separate yourself to me, I will live among you. I'll dwell with you. I'll do life with you. If you want to experience more of God in your life, in your kids, in your family, in your future, holiness is a major, major key. He's there in a profound way. Whenever I yield to the spirit of holiness that he sent to me. So what do we learn today? Simply. I must see myself as holy. Wives, let me just encourage you. I know your husband isn't living holy at the level he should and God wants him to. Pray for him. Pray for him. He's the spiritual leader of your home. Pray for him. He needs your prayer. He covets your prayer. Here's the second thing that I learned today, I must give, I must give my new self to God. 
And here's the third and final thing that we learned today. I must follow the Holy Spirit. Now let me ask you very simply. Did you receive something from God's word today? How many of you believe that God is holy? He's separate. There's none. Like he transcends anything you and I could ever think is holy. He transcends it. Did you know right now in heaven at the throne, the Bible says Revelation, last book of the Bible, there are living creatures of God flying back and forth 24 hours a day, seven days a week for all eternity. And you know what they're crying out? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for more messages. If you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends. For more content from Lakeshore and information on services, check us out at lakeshorecf.com.